Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith and Family Radio Show. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Elaine. Hello. You can check us out at faithfamilyradio.com. You can check us out on Facebook or Twitter, and I think that's about it. Check us out. Listen to the show. Tell us what you think. That's all I got. <laughs> but I, thanks for looking at me like, really? But that's it? <laughs> I, I'm just wondering how many times you're going to tell people to check us out. Well, not now that you made it sound all dirty. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Today, our topic is heaven. But before we get into that, why don't we talk a little bit about Eagle Creek Country Cabin, honey? Because we just went on a vacation this past week, and it was so relaxing. We went there a couple years ago, but this year we stayed a little bit longer, and the kids are a little bit older, so I feel like they got to enjoy a bit more. Except for Gabe, that is. I don't think Gabe had a great time. (laughs) No, Gabe definitely had a bad time. Yes. Poor guy. But we were there as a family. No internet. No phone. No motor cars. Just Not a single luxury. No. (laughs) No, we had a car because we were going into town (laughs) searching for (laughs) Wi-Fi. It was terrible. Uh, I remember I was in the Walmart and you're like, um... Let me know when you come out because I'm at Bob Evans <laughs> checking my Facebook. <laughs> and I I would love to say that that was just you. But yeah, anytime I went into town, it was the same deal. I'm like, Facebook, email. <laughs> Anyhow. Needless to say, we're a little addicted to social media and we need to repent. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we need to take a, a little pause and get it in the right balance, I think. If you're interested in going to the same place where we vacation, go to EagleCreekCountryCabin.com. It's a wonderful little cabin, privately owned, so it's not surrounded by a bunch of other cabins or anything like that. Yes. We love going there, and we'll probably continue going there every few years, um, unless the Lord continues to bless our numbers with the Muniac family, Mm -hmm. because it's not a big cabin, it's basically one big room mm-hmm. and the owners of the cabin are so hospitable they um, really welcome people when they get there they come and check on them make sure everything's okay make sure they you know if they need anything um, very very friendly um, so that makes the experience all the more pleasant as well yes and just going out and seeing god's creation seeing all the the birds hearing those and uh, seeing all the trees in the water, it's it's just such a beautiful, beautiful sight. And, and the view from the hammock is phenomenal. <laughs> I think everyone in the Muniac family would agree on that. <laughs> yes, we all love the hammock. Yeah. The hammock is amazing. I think we'll just bag that up and bring it home, and then we won't have to pay for the daily rate of staying there. <laughs> Anywho, so we're kind of excited, too, because... Uh, we're renewing our vows here in like a month. 
that it's coming up like super fast. And I can't believe she's willing to go through this with me again. <laughs> well, this time it's a little bit more of a, a process. Um, it's not just a, hey, let's go get hitched. Justice of the peace. I do, I do. Let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you just gave away the, the secret to our reception while, while we're doing a taco bar. Oh, boy. <laughs> for, for those of you, I guess since the cat's out of the bag, we'll explain it. For those of you who don't know, when we were first married, we were not saved, and I am a cheapskate. So for 50 bucks, we went to the Justice of the Peace, got married, and then for our quote-unquote reception, we went to Taco Bell. Uh, again, because I'm very cheap. And, and because your wife likes tacos. <laughs> as, as do I. As yeah. do I. I, I, I enjoy me uh, a five-layer beef and cheese burrito or whatever it's called. I don't know if they had those then, but yeah, those are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and cheap. We like our dollar menu stuff. <laughs> yes. Not cheap, frugal. We're a frugal family. It makes it sound so much nicer, doesn't it? Like like we're responsible adults. <laughs> right, right, right. Only problem is we spend a lot of money on the No, no one needs to know that. No one needs to know that. We're frugal. We're frugal people. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> but yeah, so... And, and that's so... That's what makes this time around so wonderful, too, is you're like, honey, don't tell me the cost. Just do what you want to do, but don't tell me the cost, please. <laughs> yeah, our, our vow renewal, I have an idea of what she's spending, and I don't like it, <laughs> and I don't want to know about it because <laughs> I think it's all way too expensive. But whatever will make my lovely wife happy, I will be happy with. And just so everyone knows, I am being budget savvy. <laughs> I am not dropping 20K on a wedding, so don't make him think <laughs> that that's what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we're really super excited about that. I've got the dress picked. We know what we're looking for with Ryan's outfit. We just got to go get it. Um, still trying to decide on whether or not the kids are going to be in the ceremony. You know, I've got some some loved ones that are... Uh, pulling me in that direction, although I wasn't going that way at first, but we'll see. And it should be wonderful. It's very classic, but not over the top at the same time. And we also just got back from Cleveland. We were at the, in the beginning conference. Well, I didn't really stay very long because, uh, the room that we had the kids in was very echoey. And then we were moved to a room that was, uh, very tiny. So, uh, it didn't work out so well for the kids, but that was okay because I already had plans with a, a sister, uh, in Cleveland to get, meet up with her and, the kids got a chance to play at Chick-fil-A, which they love, so... Right, yeah. As far as me, I, I was at the conference, and we played a, a wonderful game of Pass the Baby, <laughs> which you can see on about 50 of my friends' Facebook pages. They they all took turns holding uh, Benjamin. Yes, they, they were smitten, just as we are. And see, I love that about Christians, is they just love babies. Like, I don't, they don't care what, whose baby, what, they will just love on it. And it's so sweet. It, they just like welcome it like it's one of their own. <laughs> but it's not, guys. Ben, Ben's back home with us. Yes. Yeah. 
But no, the conference itself was really good. You had Andrew Rappaport, Anthony Silvestro, and Ricky Gantz all speaking at the conference, really focusing on the Word of God, focusing on evangelism and apologetics. And I gotta say, the talks were really informative. Mm -hmm. You also had Tim Hurd from the Bible Thumping Wingnut Show there. He took time out to interview me for some odd reason, but it was enjoyable to have another podcaster to talk with and mm-hmm. and get to see his gear, his setup, which is very similar to what we have. We actually have the really? the same mixer board. Wow. Except that his is a USB, mine is non USB. Nerds unite. sorry tim (laughs) so yeah uh go check out our friends at biblethumpingwingnut.com yes and even um they have matt slick on there quite frequently and he's pretty good too yeah they've got uh quite an assortment of podcasts for you to check out on their website their network so to speak Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was a good time I, I enjoyed the speaking. I enjoyed fellowshipping with all all my evangelism friends mm-hmm. from Cleveland and that area. Always a wonderful time, even um, when I can't be a part of the speaking. Just the fellowship is so wonderful and Christ-centered. And yes. Yeah, it's just amazing um, whenever we get together with uh, our brethren from the, Ohio- the Northeast Ohio area because um, we don't get to see them very often. It's really a blessing. But moving on, we are talking today about heaven and... Um, well, in particular, what are we going to talk about with heaven? Well, I think the focus is going to be what is heaven like? And there are a lot of opinions on that matter and some who have even claimed that uh, they've been there and come back. So we're going to mm. get into that a little bit and pick it apart. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick it apart probably more than my husband, but... We'll, That's for later. (laughs) We'll be right back on Faith and Family Radio. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. There are things that cause the heart to wonder. Awe-inspiring things that can't be explained. That you never thought you would see. After more than 4,000 years, it's your moment to... Encounter the Ark. The voyage begins again, July 7. Welcome back to the show. Again, go to faithfamilyradio.com for more episodes and information about the show. Today, we're talking about heaven. Mm-hmm. Has there been any anything in the news recently about heaven? Yes, actually. It's funny. I was looking uh, up information for this episode, and I was kind of looking in a certain area for things that had happened a while ago to kind of discuss. But then I saw an article about Tracy Morgan, which you and I kind of have grown up where he was coming into popularity. He was on SNL, and we even enjoyed watching him back in those days. And I don't know if you remember, but a couple years ago, he was in a car accident. Right, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, well, I guess he's just come out on Oprah and in another interview saying that he went to heaven. After two years, this is coming out. Tracy Morgan went to heaven. Yes, and, well, I guess when he got in his car accident, he went into a coma. He claims that he left his body, and actually he saw his father, spoke with his father, and talked to God, and God said his room wasn't ready yet. 
So he was sent back and he just had a big message about we need to treat each other better. And that's kind of what the the article uh, gave on his encounter. So what do you think about hmm. what he's claiming? First of all, I, I just quickly, what what are your thoughts? Um, could a person have a near-death experience? Well, I think that's an area where you and I disagree. Um because I say that someone could have a near-death experience. Key word there is near death. Mm-hmm. Not dead, near death. So then would you call these visions and not actual trips to heaven necessarily? Yes. I believe that there are many that are false, that are made up. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um but so he's claiming to have gone to heaven. Honey, do you think his lifestyle is one that's reflective of someone who would get to go to heaven? Well, I, I don't know Tracy Morgan personally. Mm-hmm. So I can only base my judgment upon what I see, you know, in the news and in the media. Mm-hmm. And based on that, I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. So things could be different from how he portrays himself on TV. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you know, I think it is important to look at the roles he chooses. I think that says a lot about what he values, what he's okay with doing, what he's not okay with doing. And also the the fact that um, do we see him proclaiming the gospel? Right. And one thing I noticed in his account Mm-hmm. of going to heaven, it didn't focus on God. It focused on him. Mm-hmm. Is that typically what we see in the Bible? Is God focusing on you or focusing on man? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as we go through the show, I think you're going to see that as a pattern, that it, it typically people who are claiming to have these experiences in heaven, it centers around them. God talking to them, relatives coming to see them, giving them messages. Um, so, yeah, I think that is definitely a pattern. Um, another, is that what we see in the Bible? That's something that we need to ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I look at, you know, John in uh, Revelation um, when he is called up. And Paul, mm-hmm. I believe, is called up to the third heaven at one point. Mm-hmm. What do they experience? Is it all about them? What kind of message were they given? Another thing that's been in the news lately is this pastor from Africa is claiming to not only have gone to heaven, but to have taken selfies while he was there. What? <laughs> and now he's trying to charge people to see these selfies of himself in heaven. <laughs> all right. So I- I'm going to go out on a limb here and just guess that maybe pastor went up in an airplane, took a selfie in the clouds, and that is what he is saying is him in heaven. You know, I'm going to bet that he was flying high, but I'm not going to say. It was in an airplane? It wasn't in an airplane, and it wasn't in heaven for sure. (laughs) My goodness. I saw that, and it was just unbelievable. And I'm sure there are people 
putting out money to see this. That, that was going to be my next question is, are there people actually paying money for this? Oh, I'm sure there are, but there's also been an uproar that he's charging people. So I think um, from what I saw of the article, they were calling on him to just show it if he's got proof and the evidence has <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> oh, wow. Surprisingly. Oh, I, I can't, you know, I wonder why. Hmm. Joseph Smith all over again. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that anything's going to come of that. I really, I think if he reveals any sort of photos, it's going to be just rid- redonkulous. <laughs> it's going to be a joke. And I think I have seen, I don't know if these are like mock photos from other people. I don't, th- I don't necessarily think they're his, but yeah, they're interesting. Anyhow. That, that reminds me of a video clip from, South Park. Again, I was not always a Christian, mm-hmm. but where they were trying to build a ladder to heaven or something, mm-hmm. and China uh, claimed to have gotten to heaven first, and they mm-hmm. had the big, they had the video production studio and everything. Mm-hmm. That that kind of makes me think of that when I hear something like this. Mm-hmm. My goodness. So. Going back in a little while, um, we have had several books released on trips to heaven. We've had Heaven is for Real, 90 Minutes in Heaven, The Boy Who Came Back to Heaven or Went to Heaven, something like that. Right. Um, so we see there are lots of accounts of people who mm-hmm. have reported to have gone to heaven. Does that give it any sort of credibility? The fact that numerous people have made the claim. I would say no. You know, a lot of people claiming to have gone to heaven is not credible because their accounts, their testimonies don't agree with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible talked about, you know, if you have two or three witnesses that agree, then that testimony is true. Mm-hmm. But if the testimonies do not agree, then it's not true or it cannot be trusted. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I believe we see in all of these accounts is it's not all the same. Everyone gives a different story. Well, I think we do see some patterns and we'll talk about that a little later. Um, but everyone is based on personal experience and focused on the individual. So I do see where there would be variance because, hey, this is about me and God's response to me may not be the same as someone else and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm noticing a pattern right now. It's all about me. (laughs) You remember that that old-fashioned hymn? It's all about me. No? No, you don't remember that? No, I don't. You know, one of the authors, though, the man's name, or the kid's name, I I should say, is Alex Malarkey. He actually is one who has publicly denounced his book and said that it's fraudulent. And Mm -hmm. it took a while, but they've eventually started taking it off the shelves, finally, because he made a big stink about it, like, this isn't true. And the public statement he made actually sounded pretty pretty solid and talked about like i you know i this isn't biblical there's only one way to heaven and it's through jesus christ through repentance and faith and just yeah actually if you go and listen to justin peter's podcast Mm -hmm. he actually addresses this issue and he was calling upon lifeway the makers of the book Mm -hmm. he was calling upon them for years 
to stop selling it because Alex Malarkey and his mom were saying it's not true. It's not real. Mm-hmm. But because it's such a big money maker. Even though he hasn't gotten any, from what I understand. No, he hasn't. And Justin goes into that. This was all concocted by his father, who is a deadbeat. He he has not given his son any of this money mm. and has no interaction with his son. And he's making all kinds of money from this book up until recently when Alex publicly came out called I think he called the news media and everything had a press state a press release and all this mm-hmm. or a press conference that's what it is had a press conference and said it's not true it is false mm-hmm. please stop selling this book mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder if he's coming out like this and saying that this was totally fabricated for monetary gain do the others follow the same pattern and it, they just haven't come clean with that. Or do they truly believe that their accounts have happened? We'll be back with more on Faith and Family Radio. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about heaven, and we just got done talking about a bunch of people who have claimed to have gone to heaven, seen God, talked to people. What are some of the common features we are seeing, Ryan, with people who have claimed to have gone to heaven and seen it for themselves? Are there any similarities in these accounts, Ryan? There are some similarities in each of their accounts. Uh, I would prefer to call them stories because they're all fictional. But yes, there there are some similarities that we see. The problem is that they don't line up with what the Bible teaches about heaven. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those things, though, that they have in common? Well, typically when they're going to heaven, they all have this nice peaceful feeling Mm -hmm. you know this feeling of euphoria almost Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they will have a chat with god Mm -hmm. um which is something that we definitely don't see in the bible people don't just go and have a chat with god it is a Mm -hmm. falling on my face i am undone Mm -hmm. and i'm i noticed that a lot of times when they talk with god it's god telling them it's not your time it's just not your time. And that's uh, very interesting that God is God and sovereign and knows all things, and yet somehow he made a mistake in bringing that person up? Or did we make the mistake by dying? <laughs> Whoopsie! You're not supposed to die yet. <laughs> right. It, it almost makes it seem like we weren't 
going along with God's plan, mm-hmm. thereby making us more sovereign than God is because mm-hmm. we're in control of our lives, not him. Another thing is people will see all their family. That's a big, it's like a big family reunion in heaven. Oh, I saw Aunt May and Uncle Frank and, you know. Right. E- even, you know, the, the worst of the worst in the family that's passed on. <laughs> oh, I, I saw Uncle Hitler there. <laughs> Uncle Hitler. He was, he was up in heaven hanging out with Jesus. Yeah. No. And you're just like, yeah, ain't no way that person went to heaven. <laughs> like, you don't want to be mean, but you come on. The fruit there was pretty rotten. But um, another similarity is the light at the end of the tunnel. That's another description that they um, will often give is um, as they're passing from one world into another, there's there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. And it seems like the descriptions are kind of vague. There's not a whole lot of detail um the messages are typically just very simple and self-focused right there really isn't a message when they go other than it's not your time go back or you still have something to accomplish so could any of these near-death experiences uh where people are claiming to have gone to heaven could any of these be legitimate i would lean towards no okay lean how 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 far are you leaning over that seemed like a pretty big hesitation right there <laughs> i would lean towards no because they're never talking about heaven in the sense of how the bible talks about heaven mm-hmm. they never talk about god the way the bible describes god mm-hmm. it's never in a in alignment with the word of god mm-hmm. therefore i would assume that it is a false account. Mm-hmm. I would say that maybe it's even Satan trying to give them a sense of false assurance that they will go to heaven when they die. Mm-hmm. So this could be demonic, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it could be demonic. It, it, it could just be they're having a dream or hallucinating. Yeah. You know, maybe because of the drugs they're on or because they're in a coma or something. They... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's fake, but it feels so real. Mm-hmm. Have you ever ha- just had a dream where you felt it was so real? Yeah. So it, I, I would say that these are not real accounts of people going to heaven. Mm-hmm. It, it's not that it's necessarily made up. Mm-hmm. You know, they may really believe. believe that they went to heaven or whatever, mm-hmm. but they didn't. It was a false account. They didn't really go to heaven. You know what I would love to do is to go and visit these people who have made these accusations and see how they live. See if they're faithful churchgoers, if they read God's word every day, um, things like that. And the thing that really throws me off with all these encounters is, I think, what is the purpose of these encounters? Well, let me go back for a second with what you just said, mm-hmm. you know, talking about, I'd like to see their lives. Are, are they churchgoers? Are they faithfully reading God's word? I'm going to say no, none of them are. I would say the one that recanted would be the most reliable. Yes, but that's that was after the fact. Mm-hmm. He, he recanted because he started reading God's word, got saved, and realized that what he professed to be true was actually a lie. Yeah. And in fact, I don't even think he professed to be true. I think his father professed to be true on his behalf. Mm. But besides the point, no, I'm going to say that 
that's why these people believe these accounts to be real is because they aren't Christian because they aren't reading God's word. If mm-hmm. they knew what God's word said about heaven, they would realize uh, there's no way this is real, mm-hmm. which goes back to the thought of demonic activity yeah. or uh, satanic activity is Satan's trying to give them a false hope. And you know, I, I'm not going to say it's definitely demonic because I don't know for certain, but I do know that scripture does say that Satan does parade as an angel of light. So it, what greater deceit than to parade as heavenly beings, which he was one once. Mm-hmm. I he, mean, he I'm sure exactly he could, what yeah. people are missing out on. And he loves to give people just enough truth that they don't realize they're believing a lie. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it goes back to what's the purpose behind these encounters? Um, I've never heard one say, I went to heaven and it just caused me to uh, turn closer to the Lord or, or it caused me to repent and place my faith in Christ. Like, what is the purpose behind these encounters? Because I don't believe that God would have us have... Um, an experience like that without there being a purpose. And I also believe that canon is closed, so it's unnecessary at this point. Um, if, if someone won't listen to the scriptures, they're not going to listen, period. Um, but there is no, there's no gospel message there. There's typically not even Jesus. It's a very vague God. Mm-hmm. If there is Jesus, he's the very, um, hippie? soft, hippie type Jesus that's portrayed in modern churches. Unfortunately. Now, I will say that there are accounts of people who believe they went to hell Mm -hmm. and came back. I would would tend to believe those more than I believe these people going to heaven and coming back. And you know I wouldn't. <laughs> yes, I know. I you mean, would. not not. I, I I don't. Not that's not to say that I believe they actually went to hell and came back. Mm-hmm. I, I still believe it's a a vision or or something mm-hmm. like that. But their accounts, mm-hmm. their retelling of their trip mm-hmm. is much more in line with what God's word says. Mm-hmm. So I would say that people who have those visions or dreams. I would say those are more probably coming from God as a warning to them to repent, to put their faith in Jesus Christ. Like you said, visions and dreams, because I really um, don't believe that these would be genuine experiences, because the Bible says absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. But again, the you saying visions and dreams, this is where you and I would disagree, because... Um, you know, with the rich man and Lazarus, he says, if, if they won't believe the prophets, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, cause La- he was wanting, the rich man was wanting to go and tell rich his family. Lazarus, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that is, there's a scriptural basis. Like if people aren't willing to, um, accept what God's word says, um, I question whether visions would work either just because scripture kind of shows that. No, absolutely. That was Jesus's warning to the rich man. He said, if they won't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't believe someone who comes back from the dead. Mm -hmm. So 
that's kind of, I think, where we stand as far as these encounters go. Um, but let's find out a little bit more when we come back about what the Bible says about what heaven is like. This is Faith and Family Radio. Don't forget to check us out on faithfamilyradio.com. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. In the last segment, we were discussing things, and we mentioned the account of rich man and Lazarus. That is found in Luke chapter 16, starting in verse 19. And here's what the account says. And before I start, it, I do want to make one note here. This is not a parable. A lot of people consider this to be a parable that Jesus was sharing, that it's not a actual account, but nothing in the scriptures make mention that this was a parable. He, the way he's, the way that Jesus is talking, it appears that this is a actual account that he is retelling. Well, um, one thing is that they, he uses a specific name and that's not very, uh, Common? Common for a parable is to have a name <laughs> right? I, for I a person. I don't think he ever uses a name in a parable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you always see him saying something like this, or this was as this, you know, to mention that it was a parable. Mm -hmm. So we take this to be a historical narrative, an actual account of something that happened. Luke chapter 16, starting in verse 19. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Mm -hmm. So while this doesn't specifically talk only about heaven, it talks more about hell and just this conversation between 
the rich man and Father Abraham, it does give us a few things to consider regarding these heaven tourism accounts that people share. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing we see is that the rich man says that people need to repent. Mm-hmm. His brothers need to repent. And we never hear that from these people who live horrible lifestyles and they supposedly go to heaven. We never hear that they were told, oh, I need to repent. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, um, it says, like we were talking about, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And if he won't hear them, he won't be convinced if someone comes from the dead. There's another passage in John chapter 3 where Jesus is talking, and he says, No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Mm. So, again, it calls into question, are these people really having these experiences? Um, but we do see in that passage that you gave that there is comfort there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that uh, from that passage we can gather about heaven. And um, if we go to Revelation, there's a lot um, about what heaven is like. Revelation 21.4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall, be mo- shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So we see there's no death anymore. There's no mourning. Um, I mean, with, with death gone, sin gone, I guess there's no reason to be upset anymore, <laughs> to mourn over it. No crying, no pain. Mm-hmm. It's sounding good so far. <laughs> Revelation 21, verses 21 through 25 says, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, each of the gates made of single pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, and its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. Mm. So we see again um, a little bit more into the picture. Um, not only is it a just wonderful, no pain, no suffering, um, it's beautiful. There's a lot of uh, gems and pearls, gold we see, and that the Lord will be the light. We won't need sun anymore, mm-hmm. and there won't be night. <laughs> you know, that's something that we, as far as I know, we never really hear about in these stories of people going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Is It's typically just really white, really bare, mm-hmm. just nothing but whiteness around them. And typically the only, the only thing they see is the people they're talking to. They don't see all the jewels and whatnot that that verse or that passage talks about regarding heaven. Well, I believe in some of the accounts I've heard that they have mentioned like the pearly gates, the streets of gold, but they don't mention the gemstones as much because that's a lesser known detail. Mm-hmm. A lot of these retellings of experiences are often um, not even necessarily scriptural, but just things that we already kind of as a culture believe about what heaven is, you know, like heaven, the the angels with their wings and their harps and their halos and like the the soft Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. 
it's again not very biblically based and even when it is it's very it's not in depth it's not like deeply theologically based i guess i would say <laughs> no definitely not and we have one more passage from revelation that i wanted to touch on regarding heaven and what it's like and that is Revelation 22, verses 1 through 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. So a lot from that small little passage about heaven. Mm -hmm. We see um, these trees, we see water. So there's going to be a lot of things in heaven that I think are paralleled to the things we have on earth as far as uh, visually. Mm. I, I think it, it will almost be going back to the Garden of Eden. A very glorified type of surroundings and mm -hmm. without sin tainting it, yes. One thing that I just found was interesting regarding the tree of life which we saw back in the Garden of Eden and we see here, mm -hmm. is it has 12 kinds of fruit on it. Mm -hmm. We don't see that anywhere on our earth is one tree with multiple <laughs> kinds of fruit growing on it. And it says it like changes fruit each month. So it's like one fruit for every month. That's so unique that I can't... I wonder if it did that in the garden. I don't know. But that, like, <laughs> that that's neat, just something yeah. that I never anyway. really picked up on before. Yeah. But nothing's going to be accursed. The, the taint of sin, like we said, is going to be gone. Um, things will not decay like they do here. I'm kind of hoping one of the fruits on that tree will be bacon. <laughs> Bacon's not a fruit, honey. It is in heaven. No, honey. <laughs> Pretty sure bacon is bacon. <laughs> but it's wonderful. And heaven is wonderful, so bacon should be in heaven. You're going to be very upset. <laughs> well, not upset, but you'll be very disappointed if you're like, salad again? <laughs> not even like the imitation bacon bits? <laughs> no. I'll be all right as long as, you know, if there's no bacon, give me sausage. We'll be okay. So we see towards the end, it's forever. It's in that like... We're going to stay in heaven for a thousand years and then all of a sudden God's going to just wipe everything off for no reason at all. It's eternal, just mm -hmm. like hell is eternal. Yes. There's no in-between and there's no changing your mind. Once you're in the afterlife, you are at your eternal destination wherever you are. Obviously, we see that the Lord will be there in heaven and... I think that bothers a lot of people, <laughs> to be honest, is they want the heaven part without the holy, righteous God of the Bible there. Pretty much. So uh, God will be there and we will worship him 
and we will see his face, it says. Now, I don't know. I was actually watching a video where I believe it was R.C. Sproul and John MacArthur and a couple other people on a panel doing a Q&A talking about whether or not we would get to see the full glory of God in heaven. They seem to lean towards, and I probably agree with them, that we may not see him in his full glory, but we will see him as much as we in, in his glory as we are able to. Because even the angels in heaven, we see in scripture, cover their faces with their wings. Mm. So we may not look upon the full glory of God simply because we may not be physically able to even in a glorified state because he's so much greater and holy and righteous and perfect compared to us. Which is contrary to what people talk about when they say they went to heaven and back. They're right there in front of God like nothing special. Mm -hmm. Hey, dude, what's up, God? And we know the redeemed and angels will be there in addition to God. So that's kind of a little bit of what we see in Scripture um, regarding what heaven is like. You can do your own research and find out more. um, In the Bible. In the Bible. Yes. Don't just go on, find some prophet, (laughs) quote unquote, who's been there and can show you his selfies. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go looking for a prophet, looking for a prophet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be a wonderful place. But have people died and come back from there, I would say no. You know, the message that they do come back with, now that I'm thinking about it, is usually one of just love people. Right. Do good. Be good. Hippie, 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 love. All you need is love, kind of. The generic gospel message of the world is mm-hmm. be be a better person. Mm-hmm. And that is contrary to scripture. We can't be good. Mm-hmm. But, and, and you know, we're not saying that... Love is wrong. Like, and, and that's where I think, uh, more reformed, solid Christians have trouble, um, is many think that we're not, we don't focus on love as much as we should. And maybe it's because we are in a society where it's just shoved down the, your throat, the love, 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 and Whether you nothing want it or not. else. Yeah. And nothing else. I mean, God is love, but he is also holy. He is righteous and just and merciful Merciful. and kind and full of wrath Mm -hmm. at those who disobey his commands. Mm -hmm. There is so much more to God than his love. Now, that is a great quality of his, but I would not say it's his defining quality. And I think... We need to, again, just like anything, look at scripture as a whole and not just pick and choose our theology and say, it's all about love. It's all about being good because ultimately you could be good for 80 years of your life and die and go to hell. I disagree with that. You could do good things your whole life and die and go to hell. I disagree with that. You could do nice things for 80 years and die and still go to hell, but you can't do good. No one does good. Not even one. That's my context. You nice and thank you so much, honey, for correcting me. You are such a great spiritual leader. I, I sense a tone of sarcasm <laughs> yeah. in that comment. Not sarcasm as much as snarkiness. <laughs> no, I I love your correction. Yes, so. you, you love my correction until the microphone goes off. We'll be back with more on Faith and Family Radio. 
Come to the Big Apple to learn how you can share and defend your faith biblically. Use your training to witness to people from all walks of life in places like Times Square, Battery Park, Chinatown, even Even on the subway. subway. Repentant Witness will push you to the limit from August 4th through the 7th. Register today at RepentantWitness.com to secure a spot. Sign up by May 10th and travel costs while you're in New York will be included for free. Are you ready for the ultimate mission trip? Go to RepentantWitness.com right now because space is very limited. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show with my mommy and daddy, Elaine and Ryan Uniac. We will be talking about all of these people who claim to have been to heaven, and it seems that for many people that heaven just can't wait. They have to be there now. They have to go now. There's an awful lot of people who claim that they have been to heaven, and they write books about it, and movies are made about it. And so we will look at some of these. These are enormously popular books, and um, millions upon millions of people are being deceived by them. They're very, very popular. And uh, it uh, I never cease to be amazed at how excited people can get about this, you know, the latest fad to come down the pike. And uh, certainly this whole genre of heaven tourism is a very, very popular thing right now. So um, heavenly visitors, there's a, some of the more popular heavenly tourists out there. This is not a comprehensive list, but it will show you some of the more popular ones. One of them is Jesse Duplantis. Jesse Duplantis is a word faith preacher, health and wealth prosperity preacher. Jesse Duplantis claims that he went to heaven on a cable car back in uh, Arkansas in uh, 1988, I believe it was. 1988, Jesse Duplantis was preaching a series of meetings uh, at a church in Arkansas, and he was having lunch one day with some other pastors. And all of a sudden, Jesse says he felt burdened by the Lord to go back to his hotel room and pray. And uh, the Lord was very persistent. So Jesse got up, left the food on the table, went back to his hotel room and closed the door behind him. And he was sucked up into heaven, went to heaven on a cable car. Robert Sliardin, a charismatic preacher, uh, he has written several books, probably the most well-known of which is entitled God's Generals, in which Robert, uh, Robert Liardin gives some of the um, biographies, life, life summaries of some of the great charismatic leaders of yesteryear. Uh, Robert Liardin also claimed to have been to heaven. Uh, shortly after he made this claim, though, it was discovered that Robert Liardin was having a homosexual affair. So um, has forever discredited himself and his ministry. But unfortunately, not so much in the uh, charismatic word of faith world. He uh, Unfortunately, when one of their leaders falls morally, it's just a matter of time before they're right back in the pulpit. And Robert Sliardin is no exception. Don Piper. What is unusual about Don Piper is Don Piper is not word of faith. He's not New Apostolic Reformation. Uh, Don Piper is a Baptist. A Southern Baptist at that. Don Piper says that he went to heaven. He said he spent 90 minutes in heaven when he had a car crash in southeast Texas in 1989. Don Piper undoubtedly did have a car crash, but he says upon impact that he died, and he went and he spent an hour and a half in heaven. And he saw a lot of people in heaven. 
his old uh, high school buddy who died at an early age, his great-grandmother, his grandfather, Sunday school teachers, so a lot of people that he knew in heaven. Don Piper's book has been very, very popular. In fact, they are currently working on, if not have already completed, a movie based on 90 Minutes in Heaven. So this movie will be coming out, um, I think, sometime this year. Colton Burpo, probably the most well-known of the heavenly tourists. Colton Burpo was four years old about, uh, let's see, when was this? 2003, Colton Burpo had a ruptured appendix that went undiagnosed and it made him very sick. Long story short, he was rushed to the hospital. And the claim is, is that he almost died. And Colton Burpo says that when he was in the hospital, he went to heaven. And he, along with his father, who is a pastor, his father is Todd Burpo, uh, but they have written a book entitled Heaven is for Real. And this book has sold multiple millions of copies. They made a full-length motion picture Based off of this movie, it was released about this time last year, April of 2014, and did enormously well. Uh, this is probably probably the most popular of the heavenly tourists, Colton Burpo. Bill Weiss. Bill Weiss did not go to heaven, but he says he went to hell. Bill Weiss says he spent 23 minutes in hell. And uh, he said that Jesus took him to hell as a Christian, by the way, which I find a little bit odd. Why would Jesus take somebody to the very place from which he died to save them? But uh, Bill Weiss claims that that's what Jesus did, took him to hell. He spent 23 minutes in hell. Very harrowing account of hell. When you, If you've read his book, very harrowing, very descriptive. Mary Baxter, well, she's been to both places. She's been to heaven and to hell. And wants to tell you all about it. Divine Revelation of Heaven, Divine Revelation of Hell, um, both books, and a very bizarre account of, of both places. But Mary Baxter says she's been, been to both. And then Todd Bentley apparently has also been to heaven. Todd Bentley burst onto the scene in the year 2008. He is a Canadian-born evangelist, and I use that term evangelist in the very loosest sense of the term. Todd Bentley is a false teacher, a false prophet, in according to every biblical criterion, he is a false teacher. But Todd Bentley says that he was preaching a service one night in a church, and all of a sudden there was a column of fire that appeared next to him. And uh, God, nobody else could see the column of fire conveniently except for Todd. And God spoke to Todd and said, I want you to step into the column of fire. And Todd Bentley was a bit reluctant to do that, but God insisted. So Todd Bentley stepped into the column of fire and he said he shot up through the ceiling, found himself in heaven, laying down on an operating table. I'm not real sure why heaven would have a need for an operating table, but apparently there is one in heaven. And so he's laying down on this operating table. He said there were four angels there dressed in gleaming white, two on each side, and they proceeded to to strap him down so he couldn't move, feet and hands couldn't move. And then they pulled out a miter saw. And, I mean, friends, you cannot make this stuff up. But they pulled out a miter saw and they cut him open from the the base of his neck all the way down past his belly button, all of his insides popped out, gushed out, and then they started stuffing him full of white boxes. So you cannot make this stuff up. 
I mean, just when I think it cannot get any loony, loonier, I mean, crazier uh, in this movement, it it does. But there are there are problems worth pondering in with all of these accounts, with this whole genre of heaven tourism. And I want us to look at some of these. We'll have some major categories here, and we'll explore all of them. One, there are inter-contradictions among these stories. In other words, they contradict one another. Uh, what Don Piper says about heaven contradicts what Colton Burpo says about heaven. And so when they all contradict one another, logically, they cannot all be true, right? It's impossible. So there are inter-contradictions. There are intra-contradictions. Not only do they contradict each other, oftentimes they even contradict themselves because they can't keep their story straight. There are biblical problems with all of these accounts. There are theological problems with all of these accounts. And uh, finally, we will conclude by saying something about the motives. Why do they make these stories up? Why do they peddle these lies? Or we'll say something about their motives. Money talks. You know why they were selling that book? Money. Because you know, why, the, the same reason they sell 90 Minutes in Heaven and Heaven is for Real. I know Tom Rainer, the president of Lifeway. He's, he's a theologian. He knows scripture. He knows these accounts aren't real. He knows that. But he continues to sell the books for money. Filthy lucre. Theoretically, if all these things are true, then we should add those details to this book because that, in theory, should be just as authoritative as anything in this book about heaven. So we should add it, add it to the scriptures. There's just one problem with that. Scripture warns against adding to scripture. Revelation 22, of course, uh, uh, warning against adding to God's word with once probably the warning with which people are most familiar. But you can also look at Deuteronomy chapter four, Deuteronomy chapter 12, Proverbs chapter 30. So take your pick, Old or New Testament. They both warn against adding to God's word. We are not to add to the word of God. This book says, do not add to this book. And so anybody who says they've been to heaven and they give you new information about heaven that is not recorded in this book, reject it. They are either liars or they are under demonic deception. And neither one of those possibilities is a good one. Something important is very missing from both of these books. You could read 90 Minutes in Heaven from cover to cover, and I have. You could read Heaven is for Real from cover to cover, and I have. You know what you won't find in there? Oh, you'll find all about what Grandma Hattie looked like and and his grandfather's big banana nose, and you'll read all about how Jesus helped Colton Burpo with his homework and all this stuff, but you know what you will not find? You will not find the gospel. You will not find the gospel in either of these books. So let me get this straight. Don Piper, you spend an hour and a half in heaven, but you don't bother to tell anybody how to get there? Colton Burpo goes up to heaven, but he doesn't bother to tell anybody how to get there? Really? If we had really been to heaven and come back, we would be so consumed with the holiness of God. We would be so burdened by man's depravity, man's sin. We would have such a sense of urgency. We could do nothing but preach the gospel. 
I don't think we would be going on radio and television interviews talking about how Jesus helped us with our homework and how pretty Grandma Hattie's teeth are. We would be consumed with the gospel. And yet these books don't even have it, not even a hint of the gospel. They are liars. And yet people eat these things up, professing Christians, people who say they've been Christians for years, people who say they love the Bible and they read these books and there's no alarm bell going off. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Honestly, honestly, somebody that could read either of these books and think that's a good book, I would have to question their salvation. I would encourage that person, you really need to take a good look at yourself. You really need to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. So I don't think they are. I don't know how you can be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and read books like this all about heaven and have no alarm bells. Hey, wait a minute. There's nothing in here about how to get to heaven. There's nothing in here about the cross. There's nothing in here about sin. There's nothing in here about repentance. So this has uh, been an interesting episode. I, I think this was one that we didn't think was going to be as interesting to us as it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a lot of good stuff that came out of it. And Lord willing, someone out there will get something out of it, too. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Ryan. And I'm Elaine. May God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Faith and Family Radio Show. Please share our program with others and leave feedback on social media. Do you have a subject that you'd like us to talk about on a future episode? Let us know at faithfamilyradio.com or by calling 513-900-8070. Thanks for listening and God bless you.